Have you subscribed to the OTB Football Podcast? I just feel as if Everton will have enough to get over. Like I said, more of a gut feeling when it comes to Everton. Yeah, it'll be fascinating. There'll be more twists and turns. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Welcome back to the show. Very busy afternoon between Gaelic games, rugby and football. And in the Premier League today, Leicester beating Brentford to move into the top half of the table by two goals to one. We've just listened to Tottenham Hotspur beating West Ham by three goals to one. Back over to Brian Kerr in a moment. FA Cup latest score, half an hour gone between Nottingham Forest and Liverpool at the City Ground. Still nil-nil. Earlier, Manchester City putting in a big second half performance to defeat Southampton by four goals to one. City will face the winners of that Nottingham Forest and Liverpool tie and it'll be Chelsea against Crystal Palace in the other semi-final after Palace beat Everton by four goals to nil. All right, Tottenham Hotspur up to fifth place in the Premier League, three points behind their rivals Arsenal, albeit having played a game more. And Brian Kerr, former Republic of Ireland manager, is back with us. Brian, pretty routine stuff for Spurs in the end. Sun Heung-mun scoring two goals, uh, Kurt Zuma OG, but generally it looked like a pretty comfortable performance for Antonio Conte's side. Yeah, but there's nothing routine about Spurs winning a game. I mean, you, we, we spoke about it before the match, Will. Spurs' sequence of the last 16 games in all competitions is win-lose, win-lose, win-lose. And that went on eight wins, eight losses. So they've changed that sequence. They've actually got two wins in a row now, having beaten Brighton during the week on Wednesday. And one today, a good performance by Spurs. Um, I think they were helped by... West Ham not being fresh enough. I was a bit surprised that the team David Moyes selected today, having watched the game the other night uh, against Sevilla and the effort they put in. But I think it's an indication of the lack of depth in the squad he has at West Ham. And if they're to make a, a, a bigger breakthrough West Ham towards breaking the stranglehold of what would what's normally the the big top six. I know Leicester have broken into it in, in recent seasons, but it's back to the to, to traditional, let's say, top six at the moment in the table. If West Ham are to make that breakthrough in there, they need more depth of the squad because I don't think David Moyes trusts a lot of the substitutes he had on the bench today to do a better to do a better job than even the tiredest ones like Suchek, uh Lanzini, um said but Banrama, Mikel Antonio who all played the other night well the thing is Brian he's got a period coming up now with these two legs against Lyon in the quarterfinals of the Europa League like West Ham are in no way out of the European picture here but 48 points in their 30 games they've got 8 games left in the Premier League they've got only really Wolves in contention to overtake them in the top 7 7 places could well pay out uh, for a place in the Conference League for next season depending on who wins the cup competitions and if one of the English teams wins one of the European competitions but do West Ham start to prioritise over the next few weeks those two games against Lyon now? No I don't think that's how David Moyes will play it I think you know the next game he used to play after the after the international break is Everton at home so by then while he will have players away on international duty um, he'd be hoping that they won't be overplayed by the clubs and he'll also have players who won't be on international duty so he, he, he should have an actually quite a fresh squad by the time they play the Everton game and then he has the Leon game then he's Brentford away in between the two Leon matches and it's a match, matter of managing the squad as best he can which he has done previously this season in the group stages of the Europa League he did manage that fairly well and and then late on when they, when they were 
were in control of the group. He was able to play weaker teams. He mixed the teams up a bit in the earlier rounds of Europa League and they didn't suffer the weekends. But today they did suffer. And I, I felt that it might be the case because the, the, night, the, the tempo of the match the other night was up a level from the group stages. Um, and, and, and they just weren't able to handle it. In fairness to Spurs, they played on Wednesday night. But they looked a fresher team today. They haven't been good in the derby matches this year. The last five out of the seven derby matches this season against the other London clubs. But it was a good performance by them. West Ham prioritising. I, I, I think he'll try to play it much as it's been. They'll want to they they'll want to beat Leon on the Thursday night match on the 7th of April. But it won't, it won't mean they'll play a weak team against Everton the previous weekend. Yeah, Tottenham's running. They've got eight games left now after today. And they've got a couple of tricky ones after the international break. They've got Newcastle, who are still fighting to get those last few points. Um, Aston Villa, which is a tricky fixture away from home. Then they'll be looking at Brighton at home, Brentford, Leicester, before they play Liverpool at the start of May, which is their most difficult fixture, which they have left. In many ways themselves, and Arsenal are now in a pretty much a straight fight, it looks like, for fourth place, unless Manchester United really turn around their form. And you've got Tottenham, Manchester United and Arsenal now totally focused on the top four. That's all that's left for their season for all three clubs. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be real with Manchester United out of it. Um, I mean, they're out of Europe. As you said, they're concentrating on the on trying to make the top four too. So they're, they've a deep enough squad, enough quality that they 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 should be in in with in with a show going into the last two or three games. Spurs matches, you've you picked and pointed out the games. Newcastle at home is the next one. Newcastle been in good form lately. I thought they beat by Everton the other night. Aston Villa been just dropped off a little bit from the initial burst when Steven Gerrard came in. Brighton, Brentford, Leicester, then the Liverpool. I mean, they're all games the Spurs could win, but can equally lose. They're not right at the back yet, but they, I think the recent performances have been good. I mean, they lost to Manchester United 3-2, but you'd have to say they played well in the game. Uh, anyone with a, not looking at it with two jaundiced and I would say they played well. Uh, beat Brighton, didn't play brilliantly, just did enough. Beat Everton 5-0. The Middlesbrough match was a bit of a disaster. Uh, losing the cup game way to little. And that's part of the inconsistency of sports. Beat Leeds 4-0. They, you know, they lost to Burnley 1-0. Beat Man City 3-2 but overall you kind of get a feeling that they're getting nearer the right direction I mean they're very impressive in the in the top part of the pitch today from Bentecourt Heiberg out Bentecourt is definitely an upgrade on what they've had in the middle of the pitch Winks young Oliver Skip he's been out injured for a good while La Celso who the, the go to Villarreal uh, and Dembele gone, gone to Leon. Uh, Delhi Ali gone to Everton. He, on what I've seen, is definitely an upgrade on that. And Kulusevski, Kulusevski has added something as well. So Kane and Song. So that bit of it looks a lot better. Still doubts about the defensive side of it, but they were competent today, I'd say, and did enough. Well, look, the international break has come around now, Brian. We got the squad named by Stephen Kenny on Thursday. What have you made of the Michael Obafemi situation? Because it was strongly intimated by Jim Crawford that Obafemi wasn't particularly interested in going in with the 21s because he was looking for a senior call-up. And then Stephen Kenny kind of cleared the air about this on Thursday, saying that Obafemi has never played three games in a row in short succession. He's had issues with his hamstrings. So for injury reasons, he didn't want to come into the senior team. But he's fully committed to playing for the Republic of Ireland. With the FIFA change, he could switch potentially to Nigeria and England if he wanted to. What's your reading been of the Obafemi situation over the last week? 
Well, I, I didn't see or hear Stephen's press conference, but you have to take what he says as face value and honest opinion. And we have to, I think I did read that he had had a couple of conversations with the player and one of those took place this week. And if he says that he spoke to the player and the player is, is fully committed, you have to you have to accept that. Um, I, I, I think one of the awkwardness around this situation is there's often an agent in between the manager and the players and getting access to the players sometimes can be a bit messy but if he's had direct, the direct conversation with him and that's what he's been told you have to accept that um, but sometimes the agents can be meddling and, and, and trying to advise players that it might be a better career move to do something else other than play play for Ireland and we've seen that in the past with with, uh, with you know we don't need to, to delve back into it but the players are there one of them was on the pitch today mm-hmm. and I'm sure there may well have been a bit of that going on as well but um, you know he's a promising player he's yet to, re- yet to really show what he can do at, at a higher level yeah so it's as with many of these players you know it, it's early to be over overrating them is what I'd say I mean I spoke today about being pleased about Matt Doherty playing the Premier League and Seamus Coleman who plays in a similar position plays playing the Premier League we don't have many players a lot of our players when I looked at the list of the squad there was a lot of players loaned out from Premier League clubs to clubs at a lower level and that's the reality of the level of the players we have at the moment a lot of them have a lot of potential to play a better level if they develop over the, the years to come but it doesn't mean that they're not going enough to get us better results in the international team than we've had over the last couple of years. Yeah, it's just a bit with Omafemi, the form he's been in Swansea, he's not there at the time when Adam Ida is injured and out the squad. It might mean that Will Keane plays, Brian. Uh, he's got 20 goals for Wigan this year. Yeah, Wigan are in the tour division, aren't they? They're League One, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well... There you go. He might play, but you know he's scoring goals. I mean, in fairness, a few of them are. I think Scott Hogan is back in the squad, and uh, you know a few of them are have been scoring goals lately. But and that's an area that we've struggled to score score goals until the recent matches or the last matches with with um, with with Luxembourg. We got a few goals, but we we haven't scored loads of goals except against very weak teams. So we need those fellas when when the competitive games start again we need them scoring against Armenia, Armenia and Scotland we don't know what's going to happen with the Ukraine game but you know it, it, it's looking a lot better I haven't seen enough of Will Kane to say whether he's he's the real deal we've had a few fellas that have come in before that look promising and their goal scoring records were reasonable in, in the lower leagues in England but they've proved not to be quite good enough at the international level and we'll have to wait and see if he gets another go in these friendlies Yeah he seems to play out in the channels a bit as well same as like Benny probably not those options for a number nine uh, the final one for you Brian before I let you go were you surprised that Jamie McGraw was left out given look I know he's played very little football since he went from St Mirren to Wigan that move doesn't seem to have worked but he was seemed to be becoming quite a regular player under Kenny at the tail end of last year yeah, it doesn't seem like the move from uh, from St Mirren to w- Wigan has gone too well. He's not been playing. Uh, but again, I think, you know, Stephen Kenny is obviously someone who always a great time for, for Jamie McGrath. I mean... I, you know, I think Stephen was involved in taking him from from Pats to Dundalk, right? Um, he ends up picking him for the senior international team. He knows the player very well, uh, so he he must have had good reason for not selecting him. 
um, particularly someone as you said who he's played he's used quite frequently and he's played well when he's been in the team when he started in games or when he's come on uh, particularly in the change of system where he's been playing kind of off the front not playing wide in the right but he you know what I would say about about Stephen or any international manager you can be sure that Stephen has seen him more often than any of us have seen him and he's seen him live and he's gone to games he's gone to numerous games and when you're going to those that number of games and you're seeing the players on a on a regular basis you're entitled to pick whoever you want to pick on the basis of that knowledge and your knowledge of the opposition you're going to play against so I don't know any I wouldn't be saying oh Jamie Grash will be in the squad because he's played well before I mean the manager knows he's played well before he wouldn't have wanted to leave him out unless he had good reason for sure, yeah, and it gives chances to Sykes and Ronan who are in the squad. Brian, thanks a million for uh, joining us after Tottenham against West Ham. 